Just remember, it's very easy to pronounce ease. This week on Media Delta, East One OVA. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Uh, we have a fun one to talk about this episode because we're kind of going back to something that we we've talked about things that are like this before. Um, uh, wizardry comes to mind, but we're taking a look at kind of something that's just kind of taken a straight attempt to take a video game and convert it into another format. This time we are talking about East, uh, particularly uh, East One. Uh, because we are talking about a OVA series that was that was based on East One, and I was not the only one to watch this. So please introduce introduce yourself in alphabetical order. More gods die horror. Speaking of death, hello, I am Deathmaster Seven Eighty, uh, and I am Torpid Typus, and I am here for incorrect naming. Yes, because sometimes translation is hard. Uh, Translation's so yes. very hard, but it's a problem when they can't even say the character's name the same way twice. Or four or five times. <laughs> My good buddy, Darius. Yes. Well, and Adel, Adel, Adel. Adele. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. Um, East, the OVA, uh, originally came out in the late uh, 1980s, uh, November of 1989 to be specific. Um, I believe at that time, East 3 had just come out, maybe? Um, but uh, like things like East 4 were not even close to coming out because like the PC engine CD just released that year. Actually, I think like the year prior, but still, it was still pretty new. Um, but East was still uh, pretty popular because um, actually I think the release of East one and two for the PC engine CD would have just came out around this time. So I guess they made an OVA uh, on it kind of like, well, what wizardry did. Uh, and this is, a pretty straightforward adaptation of the events of East with some uh, slight differences. Um, things happen in it's kind of the same order, but happen in different locations. But um, other than that, it's pretty solid to the, or pretty faithful to the plot. So um, to kind of talk about this, uh, I got a series of questions. So uh, Carnival, uh, what were your general impressions? And is there any particular element you'd like to bring up? I really enjoyed this the second time I've OVA, and I really can't say things that I would have liked to add it because the stuff that I'd want to see would have come in later East games and not. Okay. Any particular scene or something you'd like to talk about? Uh, probably just it's like in the either the fifth or sixth episode where either we're getting the whole backstory of why everything fucked up and it's just seeing it'll just just sit there it's just like yep sure cool. And it's just the kind of just straight face doesn't even question it. Just I'm here to do one thing and that's to kill things. I don't need, I don't care about your justifications. It's okay. also great too, because like shortly after they fucking retread that entire story again, but from a different character. Yes. Um, yeah, just a little slightly different point of view. Um, yeah. Uh, Death, what about you? Yeah, I like this. I had never seen it before, and I quite enjoyed it. I'm not as big a fan as I imagine you guys are, but it was fun. Any particular uh, part you'd like to talk about? Oh, uh, yes, actually. I quite enjoyed Dogie in this. Like Dogie's pretty good. Yeah, comic release characters are usually heroes for me, and he was actually decent here. Yeah. Didn't yeah. quite quite enjoyed the part where he 
went busting for the wall like he was the shock master. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, it that's... helps that he was serious when he needed to be and not just mm-hmm. constant slapstick. Yeah. yeah, he was competent. He was an actual useful ally. Yeah, because he was ripping through people all, like a lot in Darm Tower when they kind of went basically he got kind of got separated and then he's like you know i i'm just gonna kill everything his body count was close to adults yeah that he was also uh very key in certain fights like um in the mines he was also very key against fighting that one boss i can't remember its name because east one bosses have the most ridiculous names but it's the asshole one that turned the bat thing which was not nearly as threatening as it was in the games but that would be quite a feat the gargoyle thing yep look i mean at least this this predicted the party system it did that later east games would have you're right yeah um because yeah uh, you definitely see a lot of the uh, characters that you normally are just kind of background characters like um especially i forgot the guys the thief guy um go on yeah go on tova yes yeah you also see luda appear yeah like you see him appear more than just, oh, I'm in that one village and in Darm Tower, he actually, you know, helps Adol out. Kind of becomes her healer, weirdly enough. Um, so, yeah. Um, Turbo, what about you? Uh, I actually, yeah, I quite enjoyed this. Uh, like Carnival, this is my second time seeing it. Carnival, I was with Carnival also when we saw it the first time as well. And Lolo. Um, but yeah, regardless, I actually do think it's it's pretty it adheres exactly as much as it needs to to the plot uh and just kind of fills in the gaps uh in ways that i feel helped keep the pacing more consistent uh than one of the games would uh i i, I love the games don't get me wrong but if you were to just do that shot for shot it it, it, it the pacing would suck in animated form ah <laughs> uh, you don't want a fucking dungeon that's the half the game to be fucking everything god no um, the, the, I had some issues I'll bring up for one of the later questions, but overall, I think it was a, it was pretty faithful. Uh, as Lois said, the bat boss, not as annoying as it was in the games, but the praying mantis boss was pretty close to how fucking miserable it is in the games. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, that is like the fact that that. I think they fight the Mantis for about, or Edo fights that Mantis for about half of that episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's like one of the, and as I mentioned earlier, they kind of move some stuff around. Um, so I should also mention how this OVA kind of got released. Uh, so it's actually the same as actually how it got brought here. So it came out in, I believe, well, it would have been definitely two VHSs originally. You got book one and book two. Um, with book one having four episodes, which are each about 25 minutes a piece, like your normal standard, like half hour anime time. And the second having, uh, the second book having three episodes, uh, there is one episode for each book piece, as well as a prologue. Um, so it's a pretty short, you can get through the entire thing in about the same time as a movie. Um, and yeah, uh, the Mantis fight, they rather than have it, Darm Tower take up like half the, like basically the entirety of the book too. Um, they have it all go to some temple that didn't really exist in the game. But yeah, that, other than that, it's pretty much the same order. Like it's, it's, you get to Mania Town, 
you go to the Palace of Solomon, you go to um, fully get that out, find Fina, go to the mines, then you go to Dharm Tower, and it, it's pretty much that. It hit all the beats that it needed to. Yeah, they also expanded uh, Sarah's story a little bit, um, because Sarah was kind of a pretty um, pretty side character in East One. I mean, basically, she's the one who gives you your starting, or your first yes. thing to do. But she, she existed to get the plot moving and then die. Yeah. But she kind of does here, in a way. But, um, yeah, they kind of expand on her character a little bit more and how her relation to um, Jeva, uh, the uh, kind of the old lady that's in Zephyr Village. Um, so, yeah, that is kind of how they expanded. Um, yeah. Did you me- mention your specific thing? No, no, I was I was still going, actually. <laughs> yeah, just wanted uh, to the funny thing too is Sarah is kind of inconsistent in in the games themselves anyway, in that it, it it's it depends upon the adaptation whether she's actually dead or gets away or or any number of it, it's it's she's kind of messy and it doesn't really matter anyway. Um, thing I would want to bring up. Hmm. Actually, kind of amusing the 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 final fight. Um. A, A, the big reveal that actually Dark Fact was straying along Dallas the entire time and was not completely evil and wanted Adol to succeed uh, and for him to die was was pretty good, even if Adol got fucking chumped that entire fight. Yeah. Like, it was an interesting bit of characterization that he didn't really get in the original game. Yeah. Because Dark Fact also doesn't appear like, in the original game until, like, the very end, and in here he kind of makes an appearance, like, in a few of the other episodes, like, even talking to Adol. Fucking Griffith-looking motherfucker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he is of a type. Oh, no. Does it... Does East predate Berserk? It can't. Can't? I don't think so. Let's find out. Yeah. I'm actually kind of curious about that. Um, Berserk was October 89... Well, so East technically would have come first, but not to that extent. Yeah, not the least, but yeah. So I, I just thought it was an interesting bit of characterization. Kind of neat what they did with Dark Fact, who otherwise was a throwaway endgame boss. And then begins the East Space program. Yes. You just, <laughs> you just start to see um, at the very end, kind of like in the original game, or like if you were playing East One by itself, you would see it basically follows the same kind of ending, uh, with a little bit of a, te- a tease for East Two, um, which spoilers there is an East Two OVA, although actually kind of developed by the same studio but by a different team. Um, but we'll get to that when we do East Two. Um, but yes, uh, yes, I did. Go ahead. Yeah, one other thing really quick is, God, you can fucking feel the budget in the later episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the first few are pretty all right, but the later ones, it, it it's a struggle. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, like, it doesn't help the fact that it seems like there was a major production shift during halfway through, um, because yeah. it's actually kind of funny, because all the book one episodes are directed by one director, all the book two episodes are directed by another director. Even though it doesn't quite look like there's a difference, there is actually a pretty di- big difference, other than some other key things about it, which I think I'll probably mention for my thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, so th- those are my feelings. Uh, so 
I I also enjoyed this because I it was actually funny um, because I first saw when I first saw a preview um, for I because I remember seeing a anime on I think it was av- being advertised on Toonami. Uh, that was a red-haired uh, swordsman kind of swinging swords. I'm like, oh, is there an East anime? Uh, so I was kind of looking around. Like this was at the time where Gearnet was kind of like early. So occasionally you'd go to like a store that would have. I I just remember going to my local media or my media play when that was a thing, uh, and going through the Japanimation section to take a look to see what they had, uh, and. Uh, I could not. Uh, I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's an East anime. Lo and behold, I did find one. I found this, the D- first DVD of this out there. Uh, it turns out the anime that I was actually looking at was Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I kind of got this on a whim because when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's an East anime. I'll go ahead and pick this up. And I enjoyed it at the time. Um, I remember re- actually borrowing it to a friend and he did not particularly care for it, but he also had. No tight ease, and I don't think this was kind of his thing. Um, but yeah, I I enjoy this, like especially in comparison to some of the other things we watch. It's kind of refreshing to just to see a straight take on something and actually having it be pretty good. Um, no Panzer Dragoon, <laughs> thankfully. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the thing I, I wanted to call it, actually one of the th- reasons that uh, like kind of startled me with book two is that. Um, there's a different director change, but there is a major kind of maybe not tonal shift, uh, but like direction and uh, animation shift. Um, book two is notably gorier than the book one. Like it actually gets just like weirdly gory in certain spots. Like uh, when you like when Adol just kills a mantis boss, basically splits it in half and like organs just kind of actually start to spill out. Uh, and there's Don't a, forget there's when he cuts one, a man's arm yeah. and you see him split the bone. Yeah, because Dogi actually, like, like just, like, it's when they're in the Darm Tower, they go and fight some monster that has a sword, and you just see Dogi, like, swing his sword, and you just see the sword travel through the arm lengthwise. And it's like... Splitting the, the bone. Yeah, splitting the bone and all the viscera inside, and it's really weird. And I, I, I that just always, like, oh, that's weird. That's That actually kind of <laughs> took me all out of it for the original. I'm like, because I definitely was not a big fan of gore at that time that I originally watched it. So, um, yeah, it was actually a while until I actually finished watching it, but, uh, yeah, it, it it's really weird. But then again, East has always had a really weird thing with gore because, um, depending upon whether or not like certain versions of East has like Adol, like whenever you kill someone, just having it split into multiple parts. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, especially later games, just tend to get like everything explodes into chunks. They're even like gore option reserves. Yeah, like Oathenfell gone. Uh, not Oath- yeah, Oathenfell gone would originally released, I believe. Uh, like the original PC release had didn't have gore, but a different one added it or something like that. It was really weird. That, that sounds like something the Exceed version would do, but that was also like, goddamn, I have mad respect for the woman who did all the work on those east pc games because they were a nightmare to break down unfuck and put back together i terrified <sighs> I forgot her name but regardless yeah yeah um so um with that um uh torpa how do you feel about the setting slash characters um 
honestly, uh, they, they were fine. They were perfectly fine. Um, the the setting is is the East setting, uh, which is pretty standard fantasy, high fantasies. Uh, but overall, the characters I I felt actually were done pretty well compared to the original material, at least, because for the most part, the original material, they didn't really get a whole lot of time in the limelight, except for, say, Doki. Entire appearance became a gigantic in-joke. But uh, I, I, I did did like uh, their interpretation of, say, Luda, who does a whole lot more, uh, other than just be a plot device, and is actually genuinely helpful and does a lot in... Yeah, like, uh, like the... Because the, in East One, he gives you, like, a blue crystal at some point that I believe is the thing that lets you pass through the mirror maze to actually get to where you want. Uh, in yeah. in the anime it, or like the OVA, it just becomes this shield item that lets him actually like block like damage. Yep. That also don't forget uh, Luda's casual stroll through the screaming hallway to break it. Oh yeah. That, that part's also interesting. Uh, the devil wind segment because in Darm tower, uh, there's a mysterious hallway that um, if you go through it, you will take damage at a very rapid rate uh, unless you go back and hit a certain pillar of a pickaxe that you just randomly find. Uh, is it here, a pickaxe or is it a mattock? It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mattock, but it's basically the same thing. <laughs> I don't know what comes fascination with mattocks. There, there is a slight difference, but don't fucking worry about it. Then Faxanadu also had a Matic in it, but um, yeah, uh, in the in the OVA, uh, it's basically Adol and Dogi on the ground with their ears bleeding, uh, just screaming in pain, while uh, Slaff takes Adol's sword and just climbs this this giant pillar, and just like starts tapping on things to hear a certain thing, and just jams the sword into the pillar to destroy it. Is this the right one? Is this the right one? Yeah, that's the best nah. part, is, like, Luna's doing it so casually, too. It's not like there's any sense of urgency. <laughs> this poet with a Bob Ross haircut and mustache. It's really great just seeing him be all active in this. But yeah, that's, that's what I mean, is is Gobon, uh, Dogi, and uh, uh, Luda especially, the three of them get a lot of screen time, especially once it gets to Darm Tower, and that was kind of nice to see. Uh, instead of uh, it all being this lone wolf doing everything by himself, uh, which later games would also start to things with. But uh, that said, uh, the, the goddesses Fina and Rhea are basically walking plot devices, and they kind of were in the originals, though I do feel Chronicles helped expand them a bit more. But yeah, they just kind of exist to be plot, and they didn't even give them their fucking wings because it would probably be too much money to animate. Possibly. Probably. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, uh, speaking of the setting and characters, uh, there is one other scene that I want to call out, because it felt like padding, uh, which was basically back in the, the starting town, there was an argument between the farmers and the militia uh, over disbo disbanding the militia so the farmers can go back to work, because there are no monsters recently and it just feels really weird and out of place because it was never really about that also at one point they fucking have a monster strung up on some sticks to celebrate and they get attacked 
Yep. So yeah, it, it's the whole thing of it's like, oh, we gotta now that we've brought character to those people, we gotta have them also in danger and like have them be like, oh, you don't basically you aren't just there for when Adol needs to go and stock up on like life potion or an herb. Yeah. But it also felt like, oh god, we have seven episodes. What the fuck do we do with them? Yeah. So yeah, uh, death. How about you? Oh, I already said how much I like Dogi. And I liked most of the characters in this, although I, for the most part, couldn't remember all their names. Like, I couldn't remember the two dudes who went with Dogi and Adol into the tower. And I liked some of the stuff in the tower and some of the later dungeons, but otherwise, I don't really have anything to say about the setting or the characters. Okay. Uh, Carnival, what about you? Yeah, I don't remember other than a- and then her bard friend, but I have such trouble remembering them Luda. just because, just because, like, hey, everyone's doing a thing. It's kind of nice, but I just have a bad look of remembering people's names. How um, dare you forget Gobon and his porn stash? Gobon, although he is very much not voiced by uh, Thomas Hayden Church in this version. Like, what's the fucking point, really? Yeah. Whoever did the voice for him did a good job. Like, pretty much everyone. Uh, we watched the English dub, and it... the voice work was actually, yeah, pretty good overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, only one slightly biggish name that you, um, but yeah, but for the most part, it was really good. But yeah, so it's definitely something I just enjoy. But it's like I none of the characters super stand out, but that also might be just a side effect of this is the second time I've seen it, so I'm putting every much to memory. Okay, but I definitely enjoy. Okay, um, so. There's one particular character that um, it's kind of an East, I don't know if tradition or kind of a in-joke with the franchise, uh, but there is a particular character that normally does not get to talk, uh, and that is the main character, Adol, who, <laughs> norm- like, there is a thing, like, um, there is an option in, like, I think starting with E7. Hello, uh, future Lolo here. Um, so, uh, the thing we used to record, uh, had a slight issue when we were recording this. Um, so that is why you're going to have a slight unnatural cut right here. Uh, we didn't lose anything, but, uh, yeah, they caused a weird stoppage. So that's why it's going to return and sound kind of sudden, but we didn't lose anything. So, uh, just continue on. So back to the episode. Okay. I'll just have to edit that in. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, Adol Kristen, uh, there is actually a thing in later East games that, um, lets you turn off his grunts that he makes because it is such a thing in East games that Adol does not talk. It's like how Link in the Zelda games does not talk. Um, but in here, it's kind of hard to not have them talk. I, with the exception of East 3, which is the only one I think that had him majorly talk. Uh, so, Carnival, how'd you feel about Adol's characterization? It's like, it's not impossible to have a silent, silent protagonist be in an animated work that has other people, but it's hard and it's just not worth it all OVA like this. But it works well enough as this person who just goes, this basically this murder tourist who just goes and finds local legends to just go and see. Hey, what happens here? And bumbles are way, even if they it's not as explicitly like clueless for lack of a better gung ho probably a better word that I present Adol's characterization as. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, so, Def, how about you? Yeah, I thought he was fine. His characterization was just Johnny Generic Hero Man. Nothing particularly standout-ish, but nothing offensive about it, so it was fine. Okay. Uh, Torbo. So I, I, I will say a couple things. Uh, first off, yeah, I, I always... It always struck me as a much more active gung-ho sort of type. He got the bloodlust and the wanderlust, but, like, the bloodlust thing's mostly a joke, but he always has struck me as, like, this super into-exploring type deal. Uh, and and he he did have a bit more of a bit more passive in this, or at least he didn't seem to have that sort of enthusiasm, I guess. Yeah, like in although the... he did at the start. Yeah, he did at the start, but then no it quickly yeah. tapered off on plot. Yeah, but uh, other than that, um, we we listened to the the dub of it, which was pretty good. Uh, and the voice the dude voiced him did pretty well, especially as it went on. He felt like he got more into the role. Uh. And by that, I mean his screams got a lot better as it went on. Yeah. And he screamed real good by the end. Yeah. He, <laughs> they they let him know, hey, this is a voice, voice booth. You are not going to disturb the other people in this building. Just go ahead and scream. Uh, which is one thing that uh, I have watched this in the Japanese original with subs. Uh the guy who voices Adol and that can definitely like Goku and Dragon Ball, like Japanese Goku level street, uh, screams. And it's really good. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I believe Dave Wittenberg is the person who voices Adol this particular. He got quite a bit of work around that time. Yeah. It's definitely something I remember hearing his voice in. Like I remember watching, I think it was Speed Racer X. I believe. I think it was Bang Zoom that did. Uh, it was voice casting. Yeah, uh, MediaWorks is the company that did, like the I, actual I know, English yeah. release. Uh, actually, one thing I do want to point out about this: if you do manage to, because you can find this on YouTube, and you can Very watch easily. it on YouTube, uh, both English and Japanese. Although the person who uploaded it for some reason has the episodes in there twice in one video, which I don't know if some weird copyright like evasion thing. Yeah. Um. But if you get the original DVDs of it, it's actually really cool because the menus are actually meant to evoke uh, the original games, like the menus in the original game. It's actually kind of neat. That's neat. Uh, but yeah, overall, like this is just sort of generic hero character, not quite what I see it all as, but also it, I don't picture it all with them. Outside of the, the yelling. The yelling I am okay with in modern games. That is perfectly fine by me because it's a yeah. lot of yelling. Yeah, because even though, like, even in modern games, they have it, like, anytime Adol would speak in, like, in-game, it just has the, the like, the text, Adol describes, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Adol does a thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I that thought... Also, once Adol... again, important, his name is Adol. Shut the fuck up, show. Yeah. Um... It's not Adol, it's not a little, it's not a yeah, doll, cause... it's Adol. Yeah, that's definitely something that will... It's something we'll need to talk about when we get to the next question. But um, yeah, I thought Adol in this was pretty good. Um, Adol kind of, at least at the beginning, was always just a kind of generic protagonist. But um, yeah, it, it did a very good job to not make him super boring. Like he yeah. had emotions at certain points and it wasn't just a very stock character. No, he, he definitely had a, a person. And yes. I appreciate that. Uh, Even if he was really dumb about Rhea and Fina. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Oh, good. Really quick, going back to that. At the very end, uh, it's really good when Rhea embraces uh, Adol for, for saving her. And Fina gives her this bitch he's mine look, and I love it. It's, yeah, it's really, it's really good. good. Especially because Rhea won't let up. Yep. Um, but yeah. If she is Miss Steelio Man. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, speaking of things like, uh, I mentioned the EV menu is kind of keeping in tone with the original games. Uh, Torvo, how do you feel about this OVA in general kind of respecting the original games? Original game, I guess, in this case. As I said, it hit the beats it needed to, and I appreciate that at least. Uh, there was the, the Shrine of Solomon, the town. Didn't really make much mention of the Stormwall, but that's not really a big thing. But it was part of why people were so surprised when Adol washed up on shore like an idiot, because he can't fucking boat to save his life. Uh, so he started hiring people in later games. Yeah, it's why he starts hiring people, and they're still not always successful! I'm looking at you, East 8! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... No, no, I, I felt it respected the material pretty well. Uh, I got a lot of it pretty right. And it, it did, did change up just enough to keep the pacing a bit more consistent, which is also nice. And once again, I, I like how it characterized some of the characters because it had that, that sort of length to do it, like uh, the, the expansion of Dark Fact. But uh, overall, I, I feel it did respect it pretty well. That said, I will say the naming problem, I don't blame on them. This is before the names really got codified. Uh, on on the international stage, so to speak, uh, and th at this point, it would have been just like fucking throwing darts at a board to figure out which was the correct version. Luda, Ruda, Ruda, like so. I, yeah. I can understand completely. It, it seems like anything that had an L or like anything that had an R in the Japanese release that had been translated to something that like would be like because if you're not familiar with the Japanese language, um, there is no L in it but when you're like this is trying to have names that have l's in them like if you think about like a name like uh like say luda for example um it almost seems like the anime's dubbing goes the exact opposite direction of any of the direction that the games did um like the loda tree and was it Rhea? in this or is it Leia? Yeah, no it was Leia it was Leia in this but the, the canon at this point is Rhea yeah which isn't the worst transliteration of that name I'm looking at you layer in uh <laughs> the, PM, the turbo CD version um but yeah um it, that was kind of just off-putting but I can understand what that why that could happen to be fair I can also see how layer could happen because translate yeah but, uh, Translating is hard work. Also especially with completely name. different character systems. Yeah, no, no, 100%. I'm just saying, I can yep. see how that fuck-up could be made. Uh, but yeah, so... the pro So, like, it would be one thing if they just fucked up the name once, but kept that consistent. But, like, a lot of times, in the same sentence, they would change up pronunciation. <laughs> and that kind of fucked me up a bit, but... Yeah, like, there's the villain, Dallas... They have said Daris, Daris, Daris in like the same episode. Yep, it's it's. I think they called him correctly the first time they mentioned his name, and then never again. Yeah, but yeah. So that's that's how I feel about it. All right. Uh, death. Yeah, I thought it did a good job respecting the channel, expanding on it a bit. Like 
just going back to Panzer Dragoon, one of the big problems with that one was I you know, it did a terrible job playing what kind of video game that was. Whereas I think this one does a far better job of getting over this as like an action game, RPG-ish. Yeah, ideally. yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, well, uh, Carnival. Yeah, this conveys it. I, I've i played a little of you, but I kind of got bored of it. Or No, no, not got bored. One of the bosses fucking showed up, and I just was like, nope, I don't have time for this. And I'll go play one of the other games that are much more accessible. Yeah, I can so definitely see that. I definitely enjoy giving, get, have this instead, or just get the highlights, and then... Yeah. Um, yeah, I I was really... Fat. It It's not to the level of wizardry, did it where it basically just spelt out like various weird quirks of the original game um but it did like keep some of it like kind of intact like i i pretty sure this isn't what it's meant to be uh but i believe in the second episode there is a scene of adol running to uh zeptic village uh and he runs into monsters uh the camera takes a overhead look of the thing that kind of is somewhat evocative of the original game. Uh, also, Adol attacks all the enemies slightly off-center, as if he would in the game, if it's bump combat, which it's I thought was kind good. of funny. Uh, but I, I have a feeling that was unintentional, but if it was, that was a very good touch. Um, the one thing I did want to call up, because it is one thing that is very notable about East. It is, in fact, probably one of the more notable things about the game. On uh, that's music. Uh, the oh, OVA God, yeah. had pretty much all the key songs from East One and pretty good renditions of them too. Yeah, uh, the arrangements they had of them were very good. Yes. Shit uh, fucking ripped. It was great. Yeah. Uh, there's some weird like placements of it. Like it's not one to one. Like the final boss music comes in during a certain other segment, like the scene before. Uh, you come across dark facts shows up like the music that plays in that room shows up somewhere in the middle. Uh, song from East two comes up at one really weird spot and kind of is not on or like is not playing long enough to get to the good part, which is kind of frustrating. Um, Cause yeah, to make the end of battle comes up in a one battle scene kind of really abruptly and then just kind of goes away, but it's still pretty good when it happens. Um, yeah, yeah no, they, really, they get the songs right, just not the placement. Yeah. Uh, also, the ending, like the credits music for this, is a vocal rendition of, I believe, the songs of Morning Glow is the name of it. Um, in the first episode, like the first two episodes, it's kind of just an orchestral thing. Uh, but starting with like episode three, it come, becomes this like anime over ending song, which is really good. No, it's like a full power ballad. They just go in all, all in on it, just 80s style. It's great. Yeah, the there is a few different renditions of the first step towards wars, which are all really good. Um, so yeah, they at least got that. They got one of the most key parts incredibly right, and I'm very glad that they did that. Um, so I who would be starting this next question? Would that uh, be? Okay. I don't I think. Really be, think. Yeah, I yeah. Um, so I know that this is kind of a loaded question because we know exactly what happened as of this. Um, but three of uh, the watching... four people. Yes. Yeah. Um, but watching this, uh, would you want an OVA based because, especially since East One and Two are so tied, to... uh, would watching this make you want an OVA of East Two in this style? 
see the 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 clarity and like fairness of the question is not there because I know what the the East two OVAs like, and I'd rather have this the East one would be in the style of the East two OVA to be perfectly honest. Yeah, that's like because I just wanted was kind of curious like your thoughts like does this make you, would this make you want an East two OVA? I mean, it does because I was definitely enjoying it and want to see the end of the story, but it's just. I like the animation style of the OVA much better. Yeah, they they take some strides in that one. That one is not as or not as faithful to the plot, but for yeah, it 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 goes better than you'd imagine, or at least it goes in a more pleasant direction. Well, I wouldn't say pleasant. It goes in an interesting and interesting direction. Um, but yes, uh, Jeff, how about you? I assume I'm the four in that three out of four comment. I did see that music video you showed, so I know a bit of that answer. And yeah. I'll say sure. Yeah, this was decent. Okay. Uh Torpo. So this is this is a fucking loaded ass question, ain't it? Um honestly, I would like to see something that adheres like this did a lot more closely to the East Canon. I would have appreciated that. For like an East two OVA. Uh that said I would love more of a budget. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, oh boy, those last few episodes you could fucking feel it. But uh, that was a yeah. I was, I can yeah, definitely. No, but, but otherwise, I, I I would like to see sort of the the, the, the care that they put into this, that in like adherence to the plot and try to keep up with that and all that would have been would be nice. These two OVI is what I'll say. Okay. Um. So, uh, what about you, Lolo? Uh yeah. Uh I if they made an East 2 OVA that was in exactly the style, I would definitely want to see it because I felt like this was this was especially considering it's East 1, like the least yeah. story like heavy of the East games. And this did a pretty good job of expanding it. So if they could even expand it for East 2, I'd be like like uh that would be pretty interesting. Um but if only there was a it it there was an East Two OVA, uh, which I think we definitely have gone over, uh, and I've mentioned, it takes a few artistic liberties with the story of East One or East Two, um, that are definitely worth seeing, um, but that is not for this episode, uh, which I think we have talked enough about the East One OVA, so let's go ahead and rank those. So. Uh, we're gonna rank this on our normal scale. Um, if you are, this is your first episode. Um, we have a one to twenty-one scale, uh, with one being absolute mastercraft cannot basically is pinnacle of, well, I guess movies and OVAs in general. Uh, and twenty-one is basically you can't get. It is almost impossible to soak any sort of enjoyment out of it. Don't eat, It's not even. It's not even good as an ironic watch. It's just bad. So. Um, Carnival, what would you, what number would you, I, and if you I want, would if, say like between a three to five range, honestly, I get three to five, uh, death. It, oh, oh go, go ahead. It's very good. I can't make it universal appeal just because it's like, it's very much a story that if you like fantasy stuff, this very well executes on things, but it's not like something that's super a thing that's going to be like this much, but it's very well done. I think it's something that... Okay. Uh, death. 
Yeah, my range was about the same, although I would have said three or four. So yeah, yep. this was pretty good. Not perfect, but... Um, Turpo. Wow, it feels weird. Uh, I, I was going to say, like, five or six. Well, yeah. I, 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 I don't... Yeah, yeah, it's basically... As far as, like, fantasy stuff, it's it's fairly generic. It, it's an action fantasy uh, anime of the time, if I'm going to be honest. But it does it pretty well. It just it's not what I would consider exceptional, even if it does handle the content and, and adhering to the original stuff pretty well. Yeah, like, I think it's good, but not amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, I could definitely uh, get behind. I, I could definitely see these ratings. Um, so I have, so I have our list up, uh, and I do want to call out the fact that we in. Because right now we have it separated between game stuff that was based on game stuff that was based on like other stuff that had games based on it. Looking at the stuff that was based off games, uh, right now we have actually our top contenders, uh, which are both ranked six, uh, which are Mortal Kombat and Mappy. Um, Mappy's kind of its own thing, so I'm going to ignore that for now. Mortal Kombat, though, uh, I do kind of I feel is I'm trying to think against this versus Mortal Kombat and. Mortal Kombat also was kind of a similar kind of thing where it was, well, that one wasn't nearly as faithful. And actually, now that I think about it, the fight scenes weren't as good. Um, yeah, this is better than Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I could definitely see it. Um, so I could definitely see it. I think, yeah, I think five. Um, five could probably be our floor. Uh, but if I compare this over to the meat like the stuff that we have in the other section we have two threes uh which is dirty pair project eden and the bugs bunny roadrunner movie which i would definitely say this is not on the same tier yeah, oh, yeah so somewhere between four or five. Oh, four. yeah four works for me um yeah because it, really it's weird because we don't really have anything right on the list now to compare them to um but yeah we don't have a four or five so might as well start high. Uh, so yeah, we can put this as four. So, okay. So, um, is there anything we want to call out in music? Music slash sound effects. Um, I wonder if actually I should put voice acting in there uh, too. Um, but uh, we got music, uh, charm, cinematography, story, action, and uh, artistry. I mean, music. we Good. gotta call out music. Yeah, music is... Absolutely. Falcom, Falcom would come after us all if we did if we did them such a disgrace like that. Uh anything else? Because uh, I the action was good, but I don't think it was Yeah. It wasn't great because it had no budget. Yeah. And especially No, go ahead. I'll say especially the later episodes where some of the fights were all of a few frames. Yeah. Um weirdly enough, this was not something for the action, like if you're looking for it, it's something that has some action, but it is not something you watch to get like really interesting fight scenes. Um, Charm also, I, I would not give this to it because I like use. Uh, it is not exactly the most original thing. Yeah. Um, but later games, I could see like, I could see some charms going up for them. But yes, um, cinematography. As, was, right. yeah, as far as the animation goes, it was never bad to look at. Uh, it's never super great to look at either. Yeah. Uh, also, story is fairly basic, but not bad. Um, 
And also the art was, yeah, the art was, the animation was good, but it wasn't great. So I think thumbs up for the music would probably be good. Uh, also, I can't really think of anything for yay or nay, uh, because it's just the right amount of length. I wouldn't call it boring. Its pacing was good. I can't really think of anything particularly notable to call out. So uh, there is that. And also, like, I wouldn't give it, like, the Made of Abundant Love because, I mean, it they do get things right, but it's also, it's just getting them right. It's not like they, like, snuck in winks and nods to, like, the White like, East 2 or 3. It was out yet by the time? Yeah, uh, East 3 would have right. been out. All right. It would have just came out, because I think that was... To be eight. fair, that East 3 fucking sucked. Yeah, especially since you're probably playing on the computer versions of that, which definitely sucked. Um, But also... Computer versions of Beast Wars kind of sucked, but anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, yeah, I think just giving calling out the music, I think, is pretty good. Um, so yeah, uh, there we have East the OVA. Um, originally, because I thought there were more episodes of this, we were this was going to be a two part to cover East One. Uh, but since that was not the case, um, not next week, but the week after, we will be discussing East. So we will see that. Or not actually, but but before we head out, uh, Carnival, is there anything you want to plug? Podcast, Daft Dice Pod, everybody on the episode is all Dice Pod, Daft Dice, whatever, sir. All right, uh, Def. Uh, yes, you can follow me on my mixer, mixer.com slash deathmaster780. I stream on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 p.m. EST. All right, uh, Tarpo. Uh, oh boy, uh, twitch.tv slash torpetypist, uh, or at torpetypist on Twitter, uh, and, and what I would love to plug, uh, uh the whole left in these fucking ruins, these priceless ancient art place, destroyed by a fucking centipede. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That works. Uh, so, um, with that... Uh, thank you all for listening to this particular episode. Next week, we also have another interesting one, but a much more visually distinct thing. Um, because Whoa, next week... You remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? <laughs> the power of voodoo. Voodoo? <laughs> the how point much, is... How, how much of this do you know? We're doing goddamn Labyrinth. <laughs> 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 God, that's such a weird movie, but we'll talk about more of that next week. So, yes. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Media Delta. If you'd like to view the entire list of rankings for yourself, you can go to r3.ldp.life to see the residence and essence list that Media Delta covers, as well as the other lists that are covered by our sister show, Retro Rank Rhapsody. If you'd like to watch Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can watch it live on Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Or you can view any of the episodes anytime at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like the help with hosting costs, you can go to patreon.ldp.life and help out with a $2 or $5 pledge. If you would like to discuss this episode and any other episode of our community, you can join our Discord server at discord.ldp.life. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow it at Hazeltown Story, or you can follow me, your host, at Lolo DePuzzlo. Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back for a round for the next episode.